The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. Let me take a moment to welcome listeners who are joining us from the sunny shores of Hawaii to the frosty coast of Maine and also members of our armed forces who are tuning in over the Internet. Thank you for being with us again. In just a moment, one of our nation's most informed political journalists and an individual I respect for his command of the numbers and statistics during election season, Mr. John King, will be joining us to discuss President Trump's criticism that the press is more interested in promoting a point of view than reporting the objective facts. Does the news media need to answer to a higher standard? In this next hour, we're going to find out. But before Mr. King joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. John King was born in Dorchester, Massachusetts, and earned his communications degree from the University of Rhode Island. He joined the Associated Press as a writer in 1985 and six years later was named AP's chief political correspondent, responsible for covering the 92 and 96 presidential elections. In 85, King joined CNN. He served as the network's White House correspondent until 2005 when he became CNN's chief national correspondent, a position he holds today. You also know King from his popular weekly news program, Inside Politics, as well as The Expert, The Situation Room, Anderson Cooper's 360 Degrees, and other news programs turned to for numbers, statistics, and King's Magic Wall, which offers multi-layered, minute-by-minute polling and voter updates throughout an election. As I said earlier, you would look long and hard to find a newsman more committed to an analytical approach based on mathematics than John King. And for this reason, he is the recipient of numerous awards and widely respected by his peers in the public. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report the host of CNN's Inside Politics, Mr. John King. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. King. Uh, Rebecca, good afternoon. Thank you for that overly wonderful introduction. Uh, It's impossible to be overly wonderful when I'm a data wonk. (laughs) I am a self-proclaimed math wonk, and everybody knows it. And uh, boy, do you have a command of the numbers or what? Well, this year we needed uh, a command of the numbers because a lot of the polling data, if you're a data person, you know, a lot of the polling data was a little off, but not as off as sometimes people think. Uh, but this was an interesting election, and it, it broke and tested a lot of our traditional rules, uh, both in how the candidates operated and how the numbers weren't exactly right because of the mood, the climate out there in America. Uh, so it was a, you know, I don't, I don't get to take sides. I know that's part of our conversation today about Mr. Trump's view of, of the well, media. Well, that's true, but uh, you know, but, I got to hand it to you. I, I got to hand it to you, though. You were one of the first to suspect something was making a turn. Because I was watching news coverage, you know, I've got 18 screens going at the same time, right, and a headpiece. Uh, But you were one of the first to say something is turning, something is changing here on election night. Uh, What allowed you to get out ahead of everybody else? Uh, One of the things you do is, well, number one, not my first rodeo. That was This was my eighth presidential election. Uh, Number two, I think the mistake some people in Washington do make too often, and and we are, oh, we should be criticized for some things, and we should learn lessons every day from our job. Even if we do our job well today, we should learn lessons uh, because we're never perfect, is to get out in the country and travel. And there's no question there's, there was something going on. There's a mood out there in the country, much like we saw in the big Tea Party election, you know, 2010 and 2014. Uh, plus, when you're looking at the early results, even though uh, Secretary Clinton carried the state of Virginia, for example, when the early results started to come in in Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky, where the polls closed first, 
you could see things in certain counties where she was underperforming what a Democrat had to do. Uh, and th- the flip side of that was uh, then-candidate Trump, now President Trump, was overperforming uh, what Republicans traditionally do in certain areas. So you start to look at those counties and you'd say, okay, who lives here? And you're in, you're out, let's say you're outside of Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, who lives here? And then who lives here in Ohio when the first results come in? And, and what's the similar county in Virginia? So then you say, okay, if the pla- these places are doing the same thing in three different states. Um, so you, what you had was some, you could see the, you know, the working class votes, more white working class votes that Donald Trump received in the election. You could start to say, OK, this is not just an anomaly in Virginia. It's not just maybe because one candidate spent more money there or spent more time there. Uh, we're starting to see this consistently. And it was a very national election. If you look demographically, you know, in, in certain areas, Secretary Clinton carried pretty much coast to coast. If this was the income or if this was the economy there, um, she carried them pretty much coast to coast. And the same w- with President Trump. So you've got some early clues that this was not that, that she was underperforming, I guess is the best way to put it. You could see that very early on. Again, even though she won Virginia, it was much closer than it it, 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 it was much closer, meaning if she's if it's that close in Virginia, well, she's not going to win North, North Carolina. If it's that close in Virginia, then he's got a chance in Pennsylvania. That's what you could see from the early results. Right. And and as you were breaking it down, county by county, showing where Trump was outperforming anything that the polls expected, you could see that the the odds of him taking certain states were were, you know, they were really going up. And I could see that as you were doing that analysis, that it was clear that something very different was happening this election than the pollsters had predicted. Um, That's for sure. I, I wanted to ask you about this because, you know, Trump, in spite of that kind of coverage, and I thought the election coverage was outstanding this year. Uh, I thought the pre-election coverage was <laughs> was a disaster, but but the actual coverage itself of uh, on voting day, I thought was absolutely terrific, the best it's ever been. Um, but Trump has made no secret about his opinion about the mainstream media. And from day one, Press Secretary Spicer has chastised the media for agendized and inaccurate reporting. So I I wanted to start there. Do do you think they have a valid point? Uh, Some of the examples they've cited are valid. Their broad point that, uh, well, the hard part, Rebecca, let me step back. The hard part is, you know, to find media. Um, I was on your program several years ago. Even in the, even in those years, our business has changed so much. So define media. I'm John King. I work for CNN. My background, as you know, it was the Associated Press. I'm a traditional, trained to be an objective journalist. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. Uh, when I make mistakes, uh, now I'm on camera. When I make mistakes, I look people in the eye and say, that was wrong. Let me fix it. Let me tell you why. Uh, and that's, that is incumbent on us. Uh, the, they use the example of, you know, a time reporter um, put out a piece that they had taken the Martin Luther King bust out of the Oval Office, and that was inaccurate. Uh, that was a mistake. Uh, mm-hmm. and that hurts. Our, when, we make, when we make mistakes, we hurt ourselves in any business, in any relationship. When you hurt, make a mistake, it hurts your brand. Uh, however, um, am I a member of the opposition party? Donald Trump is my president. I'm an American citizen. I, I wish him well as a citizen. As a reporter, my job is to cover him and to hold him accountable. When he says three to five million people voted illegally, uh, there's no evidence of that. It, it's just not true. Uh, and that's my job. Now, it's not my job to just say it. John King thinks this is not true. It's my job to say we talk to secretaries of state in all of these states and to the people who run the elections tell us this is impossible. Um, you, you, we, if we're going to say if we're going to say anybody's wrong, if we're going to say, you know, the, uh, the small businessman is wrong or the president of the United States is wrong, we need to document why we're saying that. Um, and hold, but it's our job to hold people accountable. And they, at times in the campaign and from now from the White House podium, which makes it interesting, at times have a casual relationship with the truth. Um, now I can back that statement up, and so that's why I can say it. If I can't back it up, then I shouldn't say it. But it's it's also. And part I, of the I understand something argument. like the Martin Luther yeah. King bust as a as an example, but let's take another example. Because this one really got to me. It was the canceled meeting between the president of Mexico and Trump. I mean, both leaders made a decision that, uh, that a phone call would suffice, but but it was portrayed as though the president of Mexico had rebuffed Trump because of the wall and the tariffs and so on and so forth. So I, I don't even know that that was a news story at all. So they canceled the uh, a meeting in person and they decided to do it by phone. That happens every day. Well, it didn't, but it didn't play out exactly like that. Um, they canceled the meeting. And then there was this blow up and then the phone call was okay, the phone call when the meeting was canceled, the phone call, they didn't schedule the phone call at the same time. It wasn't like instead of coming, let's talk on the phone. 
the president of Mexico did cancel the meeting. He did not like the way when President Trump signed his executive order to try to speed up the construction of the border wall. Uh, it was a reminder of, of all that, and they didn't want that. And well, so, uh, that was look, we, we've got to yeah, we've got to take a break. I, I'm I'm not so sure that was a news story, but but when we come back, you'll set me straight. You're listening to the Costa Report. Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. A place for mom is a free service and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call a place for mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, cookbook author and culinary expert. Strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. Dole has a bounty of berries ripe for the picking. Fresh berries are not only delicious, but some of the most powerful disease-fighting foods available. Researchers have found that berries have some of the highest antioxidant levels of any fresh fruits. So add a handful or two of your favorite berries to your next meal and enjoy their nutritional benefits and natural sweetness in all of your dishes, from salads to desserts and everything in between. For fresh tips and ideas from Dole's berry experts, visit berries.dole.com. And be sure to check out the pages of mouthwatering recipes. Whether it's a sweet and savory blueberry-cranberry chicken salad or a simple strawberry sorbet, Dole has the perfect berry to inspire your next berrylicious dish. Is your internet connection slow? Do you experience outages or dread calling customer support? How about your latency? Etheric Networks can help you. Etheric Networks is the Bay Area's locally owned alternative to DSL, satellite, and cable. Etheric provides fast, reliable, symmetric internet via our wholly owned network of towers covering the Bay Area from Salinas to Santa Cruz to Sausalito. We install a two-foot dish on your building and point it to one of our towers to connect you directly to the major data centers of Silicon Valley. Etheric directly connects to Tier 1 companies like Google, Facebook, and Amazon to ensure high-quality service from your building to the world. KSCO Business Special. Business service up to 10 megabits per second symmetric for as little as $299 a month with a $399 installation fee. Etheric also offers high-end 100 megabit and even gigabit and 10 gigabit service starting at $599 a month with installation starting from $500. Etheric Networks. Call 650-399-4200. Etheric.net. That's E-T-H-E-R-I-C dot net. Introducing the essence of Ricochet, a bold new men's scent that captures the unique muskiness of the man himself. Look for it in the fragrance aisle at finer department stores everywhere. Would you buy a scent of me if I bottle me? No. It'll be elo. I take that as a compliment. The elements of sandalwood. Okay, I like dry blood from a nosebleed. (laughs) So there'll be some rusty qualities. A little bit of lasagna. And I do have some German in there, some, you know, a little schnitzel, or maybe a little sausage. It'd be a, it'd be a nice sandalwood lasagna bloody sausage mix. And you're going to say, that's Rick. Don't miss Good Morning Monterey Bay weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on KSCO. And listen anytime on the KSCO mobile app.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is CNN's chief national correspondent and host of Inside Politics, Mr. John King. We were starting to talk about the canceled meeting with the president of Mexico and how this was reported as something the president of Mexico initiated. But but speaking of just the facts, Trump had already tweeted that perhaps the meeting should be called off before the meeting was canceled. So I guess my question is whether this is the kind of thing Trump and Spicer are talking about when they accuse the media of being oppositional, like looking for something. Well, they did cite, and I don't think it's an example they would cite. Look, this, is the, do we have the pitch right on the volume all the time? I would, you know, no. Of course, people make mistakes, or people maybe sometimes overemphasize things or spend too much time on things. But this was, and, and, and let me start from this. You know, you and I apparently disagree on this. That's not a big deal. One of the issues in our political culture right now and in our media culture is that we should understand that people of goodwill at times are going to disagree. That's not a bad thing. It doesn't make somebody right or somebody wrong. It just means there's a disagreement. And it doesn't make somebody un-American or unpatriotic, which you hear a of lot course. of times in politics, names thrown around. And so, but this is, you know, Mexico, I mean, your home base is California. You know this better than anybody. Mexico is such an important trading partner. It's an important cultural, uh, it's our neighbor. Uh, the economic relationship is fundamentally important to the United States and to Mexico. Plus, it's also the source, that relationship, of some big problems, illegal immigration, drug trafficking, uh, to name two. So when a foreign leader who's on the president's schedule cancels that meeting, and you're right, the president did say, maybe you shouldn't come if we can't work this out or if we're having this decision. But then it's canceled. And then the next day, the Trump administration, to its credit, decided – you know what? We don't want this volume to get too high. Let's have a phone call and at least turn the temperature down. At least if we can't have peace, let's have detente. Um, and that's a big story. That's a huge story. And it's a very important story anyway, because the U.S.-Mexico relationship is so important in so many ways. Um, but it's also a story because it was so early in the administration when we're all in this getting to know you phase for, for President Trump and how he would perform on the world stage. Sure. And, and I agree. It was so early on that, you know, it, it kind of People used it as an indication of what dealing with the Trump administration might be like. In business, what Trump did, we call the takeaway close. The takeaway close is, okay, if you're going to act like that, well, then maybe you don't get to have it, right? And generally, people will succumb to that. Of course, in this particular case, it didn't work well. And so when it doesn't work, you have to go back and try another tactic. But I I wasn't that surprised. I'm not that surprised at the moves that Trump makes because they're known in business as negotiating techniques. They're just not known in government and in governance as well. But, but I have You're a bigger a question. Point. That, that's a critical point though. As we, it as is. We it's big. You know, we need to take a deep breath sometimes in my business. I work in Washington. Washington speaks a language. One of the reasons Donald Trump is president is because people out in the country don't like the way Washington works. He's the bull, and Washington's the china shop. They sent him here to break things, uh, and we need to respect that. <laughs> and we also need sometimes to take a deep breath and, and, to your point, process this through Donald Trump the businessman, not Donald Trump the politician, because that's how he operates. And it, it's interesting, actually. It's fascinating. Uh, it's not my job to take sides, but I would say Washington needs some disruption. Uh, is he going to overdo it? Is he going to underdo it? That'll play out over the next four years. Uh, but I know you're right. Our business sometimes needs to, you know, say, just because he doesn't speak or act the way that fits the Washington Protocol manual, so what? Um, but some people in Washington get offended by that. I find it interesting. It's fascinating. It's a great news story. It's and it's change, uh, and I, I'm excited to cover it. That doesn't mean it's right or it's wrong. I don't, that's not my job. Uh, but right, we do right. need to sometimes take a deep breath and not be so self-important that if he doesn't talk the way we expect a president to talk, that that's necessarily bad. Well, from my perspective, having worked in corporate America for a long time, I think that anybody who has worked in big business can understand better what Donald Trump is doing or trying to do. Now, the real question for me, the big story here is, how much of what you do in business is actually transferable to governance? Because some of those skills will be useful, but they may not be enough because governments don't run like businesses. They need to run a little bit more like businesses, but there are so many uh, social situations that we're going to have to be dealing with, and in particular our foreign policy, that are different than negotiating a business deal. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And you make, a, I think, a very important and a fascinating point in the sense that not only did it come from the business community, but this was a privately held business, a publicly traded business. You know, you have to, you're more respectful of the shareholders. You have, you're more accountable to the shareholders. He ran a, a small family-based enterprise, um, and, and he's used to, and this is not a criticism, he's used to getting his way. 
Uh, and he has that style. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, and if you, you know, look, if you read out of the art of the deal, and you know, people will say, oh, he had a ghostwriter. The ghostwriter, you know, the art of the deal is Donald Trump, and it's it's actually interesting to watch because when he first started doing this, the campaign, it gave the remember his Republican primary rivals, it gave them fits when he would have these, you know, big statements. He turns what we all think is going to be a small conflict into a giant uh, battle, but that's his strategy. He's in the back of his mind, you know, he wants a thousand, so he goes in and he asks for a million, um, yes, and he and he gets everybody on edge and he blows things up, and then. You know, you give him a fat, you give him five thousand. He only wanted a thousand in the back of his mind. So you think you're winning, and he knows he's winning. That's how he operates. And it's that's how do you translate that into government? How do you translate that into you know the NATO allies are all nervous now. Every Republican member. I just of think everybody's got to slow their. Yeah, I, I just think everybody. I, I like your advice. You know, stand back, take a breath. Everybody's got to slow their roll here because his initial reaction may not be the exact position. I, let's take this ban on immigration as an example. This is a temporary stopgap measure until a comprehensive immigration program can be put in place, which is why I, I almost feel like these protests are a little bit premature until we know what the immigration plan is going to be, or a, am I off base here? Well, I mean, the you know, the First Amendment is one of our great gifts. So people have every right to protest, even if you know President Trump came out and said, wasn't that sunrise great? Um, you have a right to protest. Uh, to the scale of and it. They would. It <laughs> yeah, and they would. They, they would. They would. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, as, 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 as President Obama would say, you know, if I said apple pie was good, the Republicans would be against it. And that might be true, too. Uh, we live in such a polarized environment. And this is not unique to President Trump. And it was not unique to President Obama. Um, I covered the Bill Clinton White House. And, you know, it was it was it, polarization has always existed in America. Pick up a history book. Um, you know, it, it, is it is it worse now? Is it exacerbated because of social media, because of 24 hour cable news, because of the fracturing? of the media and what is defined as the media. Yeah, I think you can make that case. And, and people in the media, loosely defined, are part of the problem in the sense that, you know, people are looking for clickbait on the internet. Uh, cable news is looking for provocative stories. And so we sometimes contribute to the polarization by not taking a breath. Uh, I agree completely. Now, in the case of the ban, part of it is the history of the campaign when he first announced it as a Muslim ban. Uh, and that set a lot of people off, not just liberals. So a lot of conservatives said that's unconstitutional. Some conservatives are mad that he's doing this all through executive fiat, not saying I want Congress to pass a law. So it's a great debate. It's a great debate about his style. It's a great debate about the role of government and which branch should be doing what. Uh, we're going to debate some issues because of President Trump's victory that we haven't honestly debated in, I, I would say, even 25 years, because you always knew you know, either the Democratic president would veto it in the case of the last uh, eight years, or the Republican Congress wouldn't pass it, and we can flip those for when George W. Bush, you know, you had a Republican in the White House. And so they have these show debates. All the debates on policy are designed to raise money and please the interest groups. Well, we might have real debates about education policy, real debates about energy policy. I think that's good. Again, I can't take sides. It's not my job, and I'm not smart enough on many of these issues, <laughs> but I think it's great that he's disrupting things. I, You and I are both in agreement. I think this kind of discourse has long been needed, so I'm excited to see it happen, uh, whether it's in the streets or it's in the media. We have to take another scheduled break, but stay tuned. We'll return right after these important messages from our sponsors. You're listening to The Costa Report. struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. Hi, my name is Anya from Hospice of Santa Cruz County. We're looking for volunteers to play an important and unique role in someone's final days. 
You may simply offer a hand to hold or run a few errands. You'll also join a caring community of hospice volunteers. Applications are due February 27th, so apply soon. To learn more, please call 430-3000 or visit hospicesantacruz.org. Healthcare that fits your Santa Cruz lifestyle. That's why Dignity Health Dominican Hospital and Dignity Health Medical Group Dominican work with you to make personal choices regarding your health. It's the type of care we can offer because we're more than just a hospital and medical group. We're part of this community. Visit dominicanhospital.org to find a doctor and start living healthy today. Healthcare that fits your Santa Cruz lifestyle. Dignity Health. Hello, human kindness. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You going to finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. People do not like going to the dentist unless they're going to this dentist. Hello, folks. Michael Olson here with Dr. Guy Peabody. Dr. Guy, is there a correlation between oral health and overall physical health? Absolutely. When when your oral health is is intact and, and things are healthy, your overall health is that much better and that much healthier. You feel better. When you've restored dental health to somebody who hasn't had any for a long time, what kind of change does that affect in them? Well, it, it brings about a tremendous sense of confidence within them and uh, and peace of mind. This is how we make people smile inside. Well, there it is, folks. If you want to smile inside... Call Dr. Guy Peabody for a consultation today and wake up to a great smile tomorrow. That's Dr. Guy Peabody at 831-457-0343 or visit drpeabody.com. That's drpeabody.com. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is CNN's chief national correspondent and host of Inside Politics, Mr. John King. And before we went to break, we were talking about the temporary immigration ban and other executive orders which the new president has passed. Now, you've suggested that we need to stand back, breathe, and see how these orders are going to turn out. And you've also suggested that the president has a right to do things the way that he sees fit. But you received a lot of blowback for making those comments. They just seemed so mild and logical to me. But a lot of people objected to that. Well, Again, uh, you know, you have remember Donald Trump was elected with 46 percent of the vote. Um, Hillary Clinton received more votes. Uh, we live in a polarized environment to begin with. Again, it's not unique to the Trump administration. And so if you say anything, if you say, you know, give him a chance, um, half of America says no. Um, now, I think that's unfortunate. I'm not telling people to change their political views. I'm not telling Democrats to not be Democrats or Republicans to not be Republicans or independents not to be feisty independents. Uh, I think. In the case of these orders, I mean, we could talk for a couple hours about these. Did the administration handle the rollout properly? No. Um, some of their own federal agencies, some of their own cabinet secretaries were blindsided. Uh, so there are lessons to be learned. And again, this is back to your point about the business. You know, this was done, this operation was done by a couple of people inside the White House. Members of Congress, including of his own party, weren't properly briefed. The, the Border Patrol wasn't properly briefed. So it was a little confusing at the beginning. Um, Hopefully that's a lesson learned. And if you saw the rollout of the Supreme Court nominee, it was never mind whether you're for or against Judge Gorsuch. I just mean in the the rollout, the briefing, the bringing in the interested parties. You're talking about the mechanics of letting people know. Yeah, yeah. right. It was done very smartly. It was done very smartly. And it was in in the optics, you know, that this is the president. And again, this is just who he is. He's 
because of his television experience, because of his New York experience, he's into big events. He's into optics. He's a TV producer in some ways. Um, that's helpful to politicians in this environment. Now, his critics don't like it, uh, but anything you say in this environment, Rebecca, someone's not going to like you. Again, even as, as we said before, Donald Trump said it's a nice sunrise. Um, a lot of people would suddenly be against the sunrise. That's well, let's kind of, let's just draw he a business be on his policies. Yeah, let's let's draw a business comparison here, though. You know, I was always told that you never call for a vote in a boardroom unless you know exactly ahead of time how each board member is going to vote. And I really took that advice to heart. And I never called for a vote where I didn't know exactly how the vote was going to go down. But there were other instances where you did not want to allow people to prepare opposition. And in those particular cases, you deliberately do not communicate outside a very, very small number of people. I, I can understand that point, although that's a little harder one for me to process in the sense that you, know, you heard the White House say we couldn't tell you when we were going to do it because um, you know, the terrorists would sneak into the country. Um, if, even if you believe the existing vetting process is too weak, the Obama administration's vetting process is too weak, it's very hard to do it overnight. And the other point I would make is that I was surprised that it took them 10 days to do that. He spent a year and a half on the campaign trail saying he was going to do it, or from what, from the, at least from the day he didn't start. But when he announced it, it began initially a Muslim ban. Um, that wasn't right at the very beginning of his campaign. But he spent more than a year with this as a big part of his platform and program. So it, was, it should not be a surprise to anybody, whether you're a conservative who likes it, a Democrat who doesn't like it, or a, you know, an ISIS leader somewhere in the far-flung place around the world, no one should have been surprised this was coming. The only question was what day. Uh, and so I don't know that 10 days would have made a big difference. So there are some holes in that logic that we well, could say. Well, sure, but I go, back to, to I go back to what skills are transferable, you know, and, and uh, helpful in governance, and then those that are very disruptive and are not helpful. You know, and I think this is going to be a real test. We're going to be taking a very successful businessman and he's going to be taking those skills that made him successful. And some of those are going to apply very smoothly and very appropriately. And we can see the logic behind it. And some of them aren't going to stick very well. But I'm, I'm with you. I think we have to give this a chance. And the unfortunate thing is if you say give this a chance, everyone automatically says, oh, you're pro-Trump. <laughs> and that's, I'm going, well, no, give this a chance is not pro-Trump. <laughs> it's it's, well, in, the, it's a very the, empirical approach. And the flip side is when you say there was a little bit of amateur hour in the rollout of the ban, notwithstanding the then you're anti-Trump, the right? That, then you're then you're anti-Trump. Then you're anti-Trump. You can't you can't even you can't comment on anything neutrally nowadays. It's it's the nature of the beast, though. And again, people in my business, um, if you do what I do for a living, you have to expect this, and you have to have a thick skin, and you can't be so self-important um, that criticism bothers you. And and also, I try to I can't read it all because. Twitter's an interesting beast, shall we say? Um, but but I try to read it and I and I listen and especially when people call or send email, um, because we can all learn. Even if I think I'm right, if I'm no, I, that's not what I said or that's not what I meant, and the person took it wrong or whatever, um, you can always learn. Maybe I'm not speaking in the right language. Maybe I should, maybe I'm using words you know that aren't relatable to people out in Middle America. If that's where the, you know, the I wish I could. I made. really wish I could agree with you. But a, a long time, you know, I used to suffer when I had to break up with someone. Right. And that I was dating. I thought there were magic words. And I thought that as I grew up, I would learn the magic words and I would know how to break up with someone where they wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset. And now at a much older age, I really there's no magic words. Not, not for that. I don't think I think you're right. It's, it's, you, you, it's you, probably you, no magic words in our politics. There's there's no magic words that are going to make people not think that you're polarized. If you criticize the mechanics, you're polarized. If you if you say give the president a chance, it's polarizing. I just think there's just the most. Uh, who was it? I think it was Edward Wilson that said the most dangerous position you can take right now is to be is to be independent. <laughs> and he might be right. Listen, before we well, run out of time. Where where can listeners so go to get more? Then. <laughs> where where can listeners go to get more information about your work and your views and your television program? Uh, you can go to CNN.com and look at our programs there, and you can look on the internet about my history uh, in the business. Uh, and I also urge people on these issues: look everywhere. If you're a Fox News viewer, that's great. If you're a CNN viewer, that's great. Watch what you want to watch, but also entertain. You can do this. You know, the president's going to criticize the mainstream media. That's fine. That's his right. 
Um, sometimes, you know, I think he goes over the top a bit, but again, that's his right, and that was my opinion I just gave you. Everybody now in their pocket has a supercomputer. You can check your own facts. That's right. And so Everybody's got to turn themselves yeah. into a fact checker. You're absolutely right about that, and there's no excuse not to because everybody's got access to, to some form of Internet. We are out of time, so let me thank you for your terrific election coverage and for taking time to be with us today. Thank you, Mr. King. My pleasure. Take care. Now, before we take a break, I want to ask our listeners an important question. Are you hiring? And if you are, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? These days, posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you're serious about finding that perfect hire, here's a simple, inexpensive, and a fast way that you can post your job openings on all of the top job sites at one time. ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter.com, you post your job description one time to reach more than 200 job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you do it all with one click. How's that for fast and easy? ZipRecruiter gives you access to candidates in any city, any industry, anywhere. And it doesn't matter if you're searching for an administrative assistant, engineer, nurse, or a radio talk show host. Did I just say radio talk show host? Just post your job opening one time and watch qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. No more all-day interviews that waste your time. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, then hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small and medium-sized businesses to hire the best talent. And right now, listeners of the Costa Report can post any job on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash report. One more time, to post your job opening just one time and have it magically appear on over 200 job sites completely free of charge. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. Make sure you get the slash report in there so that they don't charge you. ZipRecruiter.com slash report. Now let's take that intermission and when we come back, I'll tell you what I think about why a wait and see approach is the right approach. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Costa Report. I owed the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now, and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now, and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the rules can stop the pain and get you the best deal we connect you with a team of former irs agents and tax professionals who will get the irs off your back we saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world call tax solutions now time is running out call 800-987-0577 I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, recent winners of the best sparkling wine in the U.S. in the Champagne and Sparkling Wine World Championship. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. So what is it about your Brut Cuvée that beat all the other competitors around the world? We really focus on creating an expression of the Santa Lucia Highlands and doing it the right way. And when you control the process from the beginning to the end and you have talent like Michelle and top-tier grapes, they really shine through. This was a worldwide competition. It was definitely a humbling experience. We were in a room with producers that have been making wine for over 100, 200 years and was a huge honor to have Tom Stevenson give us the best U.S. Sparkling Wine Award. We fared really well overall. We had three wines win best of class, which was great. Visit the Caraccioli Tasting Room on Dolores Street in Carmel by the Sea, or find us online at caracciolicellars.com, or reach us by phone, 831-622-7722.
Hi, Registered Pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, it may change your life. There's lots of reasons to use vitamin C on your skin. It helps support the production of anti-wrinkle fibers like collagen and elastin. It's important for the production of moisture factors, and it can help protect skin cells from the harmful effects of ultraviolet radiation from the sun. But there's another important upside to the use of topical vitamin C involving the healing effects of prostaglandins, cell messengers that function as a major control point and signaling point that can initiate inflammatory and anti-inflammatory processes. What this ultimately means for the skin is that in addition to its highly regarded anti-aging effects, topical vitamin C can have important benefits for reducing the signs of excessive or inappropriate prostaglandin activity in the skin, including pain, redness, and itching, as well as inflammation. What does that mean for your skin? Well, it means faster healing of burns, faster healing of sunburn, and relief from the effects of allergic reactions. It also means faster healing of wounds. To get the best and fastest results from topical vitamin C, make sure you apply it 24 to 48 hours after your wound. And to avoid irritation, use a fatty, moisturizing form of vitamin C called ascorbyl palmitate. And to maximize your healing, apply your topical C throughout the day, keeping the area covered with your cream or gel. Pharmacist Ben here urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine, it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work. Go to kscohealth.com. Make sure you check out the cool videos, too, at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, we've been speaking with CNN's chief national correspondent and host of Inside Politics, John King, who many of you know for his use of the magic wall during election coverage Now, ever since creating that magic wall, King's wall has been copied by other networks. But it's the way that King uses his wall to drill down county by county that makes his coverage not only unique, but ideal for a statistics wonk like myself. The fact is the overall numbers don't tell us nearly as much as what's happening in real time on the ground So the first thing I want to do is commend King for having full command of the numbers, the number of voters in each county, the percentages of Republicans, independents and Democrats in any area, the number of electoral college votes, demographic data ranging from income to age and information about how specific areas have voted in past election. King pulls all of this to this data together to paint a complete picture So it comes as no surprise that he was one of the first to see that the 2016 pre-election polls were off and to detect Trump pulling ahead of Clinton in very, very key areas. And now that Mr. Trump has become president and is forcing the media to answer to a higher standard, where does Mr. King stand? Well, you heard him. He has said that the president has a right to do things differently. He recently advised his colleagues in the media to take a deep breath, stand back, and see if these changes work. And frankly, I agree with this approach. The election is over. The time to go to the polls and weigh in has passed. America voted for a president who promised to bring about radical changes in Washington to to drain the swamp. And now that he's implementing change, we have to see if those changes have a positive or a negative outcome rather than simply oppose change just because we don't like Trump. As my dad used to tell me when I was a rebellious teenager and I opposed every and anything that he recommended, Rebecca, you will soon learn that a good idea doesn't care who has it. The advice is well taken. Good ideas, innovation, and real solutions need not be tainted by their author or their implementer. If an idea works, it works, folks. And that's that. 
It makes absolutely no sense to oppose the Obamacare replacement plan until we know what that replacement plan is and whether it works better or is worse. And the idea of protesting what is a temporary ban on immigration, a stopgap measure designed to buy time to develop a comprehensive immigration plan for the 21st century, that seems premature to me. It's going to take time to build a fair and robust immigration system that keeps America safe and also allows those who seek safe haven into our country. Just like it's going to take time to rebuild a less complicated tax system and revamp Social Security and other things which have been broken for decades In my view, it's the president's prerogative to use stopgap measures until comprehensive overhauls can be completely thought through. And then it will take time to test and perfect those overhauls and see which ones actually deliver. The point I'm trying to make here is is when the disease is serious enough, You've got to give it time to know whether the cure is working. But you don't stop taking the medicine just because nothing happened right away or it made you feel bad. And you certainly don't stop taking it if the alternative is to allow the disease to worsen. So whether it's the wall or the immigration ban or Obamacare, we need to take John King's advice, take a breath, Stand back and see if these things work better than what we currently have. We can't complain in one breath that Washington is dysfunctional and never gets anything done. And then in the next breath oppose everything a candidate that we may not like puts forth. It doesn't matter if you like Donald Trump or not. Listen to me. (laughs) A good idea doesn't care who has it. The Nazis were responsible for the Volkswagen. Nixon opened trade with China. Italy owes its public transportation system to Mussolini. And Attila the Hun made a major contribution to modern military strategy. If there is one thing that we know, it is that good ideas and solutions stand the test of time. And to this end, we must give the new president and the new administration and ourselves, time, time will tell. And speaking of time, what are your plans for dinner time? That's what I want to know, because if you're hemming and hawing about what to cook for dinner tonight and tired of the same old, same old, here's what you can do. Go to Blue Apron the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. All you do is go to blueapron.com. You choose the meal you like, just like in a restaurant, and Blue Apron ships all of the fresh ingredients you need to create that meal, along with easy step-by-step instructions right to your front door. And here is the best part. All of the ingredients are sourced from 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers who are committed to sustainability and regenerative farming. So not only is your meal fresh and delicious, it's also good for the planet. Two for one. And Blue Apron is affordable. They deliver everything to your doorstep for under $10 a person. You can't even go to a restaurant and and get get a fresh meal for under $10. I don't I don't know how they do it. You tell me where you're going to be able to go for under $10 and enjoy roasted pork with apple walnut and farro salad or crispy barramundi crispy barramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot salad or my favorite. This is my favorite and if you go to Blue Apron, please get this. Cashew chicken stir fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. If that sounds as good to you as it does to me, I'm just getting hungry talking about it, then listen up. Because Blue Apron is extending a special offer to listeners of the Costa Report. Three free meals with your first order. And when I say free, 
I'm not saying that there's some trick in there. I mean completely free. Even the shipping is free to listeners of the Costa Report. Three gourmet meals at no cost to you when you place your first order today at blueapron.com slash Costa. But you have to put the slash Costa in there. Like a lot of you are emailing me, well, I didn't get my, my three free meals. Because you didn't put in blueapron.com slash Costa. You have to put my name in there to get the free meals. Because this is being extended only to listeners of the Costa Report. So one more time, to get your three free meals with your first order, go to blueapron.com slash Costa. Blueapron.com slash Costa. And then do me a favor, take a picture of the meal that you that you made and send it to me. Send it to our website at RebeccaCosta.com because I want to see what you cooked up. I haven't ordered all of their meals, but like I said, you know, I, I don't even want to admit this. I've ordered cashew chicken stir fry with mango ma- uh, tango mandarins and jasmine rice more than once. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Just like you go to a restaurant and you order the same thing over. How many people do that? You go to this, a restaurant and you look over the menu there's, what, 200 things on the menu and you order the same thing you always go to that restaurant for. I have decided there are people in this world that go to specific restaurants to eat specific things. And then there are people that when they go to the restaurant, they always try new things. And the world seems to be divided into those two. At Blue Apron, you have it, it satisfies both of those types of people. You could go be like me and order the same thing over and over again because it's delicious and you know what it is and you like to eat it. Or if you're a person that likes to try new things, you, there is a massive menu to choose from. So be sure you go and take a look. They'll satisfy both groups of people. BlueApron.com slash Costa. And that, my friends, is your free gift for today. But stay tuned. We'll be right back for a second hour of Straight Talk Radio. You're listening to the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.